Welcome back, my friends who Lost Signals discusses all things pop culture. So earlier in the year, in the summer or so, we did a sort of roundtable roundup of just various things we've been checking out. And uh, we're going to do another round of that uh, tonight. I am Scott Thurlow, and here with my uh, fellow uh, members of the Pop Culture uh, Society, Jonathan Ian Manzer. Well, we just saw the mystery uh, for people who follow our show of uh-huh. where Steve-O went. Uh, yeah. Turns out he wasn't murdered. but <laughs> He was uh, just in a TV show, yes. Yeah. Uh, that was the continuation from the previous episode, if you caught that. Yes, uh, so Steve Ramosi as well. Speaking of him, he's back now. Hello. I'm your TV man for today. Mm-hmm. And Chris Morgan. Good evening. All right, so I guess we'll sort of like vaguely follow suit how we did it last time. Let's start off with TV shows or non-film things that we've been watching. So I will kick it to you. And so I know we mentioned this one last time, but it's still, it took a little break and then come, came back, Steve-O. DuckTales, the, the new animated version, which is fucking great still. Uh, David Tennant voicing Scrooge and many other great voice actors and just really well-written, very entertaining, uh, has things for kids, certainly. It has things for like, you know, people our age as well. And uh, it's just pretty great. And um, the third season or whatever it is, like however, however they cut it up, has been very highly enjoyable. So I've been checking that out uh, pretty, pretty frequently. And solid. Um, I guess in terms of uh, uh, cartoons, I, I'll say I'll say the cartoon thing. Okay. Uh, I recently caught all up on and they and they just released the last season of Netflix's uh, Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts, which is a very solid show. I think I recommended Shira last time. This is kind of on par with that. Okay. Very nice. Well, in keeping in uh, discussion uh, cartoons, because I don't watch much TV, hmm. but I am a big fan of Norm McDonald, and that led me to my, the Mike Tyson Mysteries. Oh, that's <laughs> a great show. It's quite good. Which I've been enjoying thoroughly, specifically since I just think it's uh, Mike Tyson, Norm McDonald, and the guy from Community. Uh, the dean from community, uh, just uh, at a table, fucking around. around. It's fantastic. Uh, Pigeon's one of the greatest characters ever written. (laughs) And uh, so uh, I I feel like they're like um, 10 minutes a piece. Like uh, they're on Hulu now. So you can enjoy this. It's just Norman Donald to be Norman Donald. I don't even writing anything. (laughs) But yeah, what do you got, Chris? Okay, since I'm, I might be taking this from Steve-O, but since we're on animation, since we're on cartoons, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up Lower Decks. Right I have to say, it took me a couple episodes to get into it. Um, I think the Easter eggs are well-timed. Star Trek appropriate. show, for anybody who doesn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Star Trek Lower Decks. It's cool. on CBS All Access. I, I like the Easter eggs um, because they go from overt to incredibly subtle to... <laughs> Oh my God, I didn't catch that. How the fuck did I not catch that? I, I, I quite enjoy it and I look forward to rewatching it. All right. So yeah, I got one more since animation. Um, Archer just ended about a week or two ago, season fucking 11 or something. And uh, yeah, I think it was kind of a return to form. I was a little bit underwhelmed, like not quite impressed with the previous two or three seasons, but I think they came back and uh, did a good job of like, I don't want to spoil too much. Like it's, it's back to where Archer was, but also with having the um, benefit of hindsight with the writing and with the characters. So I think they did a good job there. And uh, yeah, it was pretty sweet. All right, let's go on. Uh, what, what, Steve, I'll go to you. What's next on your TV list? Well, I, I want to I mention, uh, so I'm going to start now at like kind of the point where we left off last time in June. Okay. Uh, one of the first shows that came out after we did that. I don't think I mentioned this because I don't think it came out beforehand was Space Force on Netflix with uh, Steve Carell. Um, you didn't mention it or like had just started or something maybe but it was it was okay it wasn't amazing but it was all right 
not worth writing home about. But my next one is going to be worth writing home about. All right. Well, let's go um, to E if you got something. We'll, go, we'll keep going on the table. The Wire? <laughs> Shit, I've never heard of it. I finally got through season two. Oh. Uh, I started season, uh, finished season three as well. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I don't know what I can add to saying, but yeah, it, uh, season two is slower than uh, the rest. And actually, it took me a little while because Ziggy was an annoying ass character. But overall, uh, I'm glad that I understand conceptually how it's important for the framework of the entire series. But I'm happy to be back yeah. uh, in season three. I mean, the wire stands, and it is mm-hmm. always sort of worth going back to yeah. catch it here and there, like if it has it's been a while. So yeah, good call. Yep, good rewatch. Yeah. What do you got, Chris? I'm going to bring up uh, Star Trek Discovery. Seasons one and two really took a, a bit to find their footing. Um, season one, I think, was the most uneven because uh, show writer, showrunner Brian Fuller pretty much left right away. And we have a Kiva Goldsman whose record is spotty. Um, and Alex Kirkman, who's Kirkman, whose record is spotty, but season two, they got it back on track and they got a showrunner and she, whose name I'm blocking is actually a diehard Trekkie. And you could tell right in the middle of season two where she took over. So the ending of season two, this is not even a spoiler cause it's out there. Discovery goes 930 years into the future. So in other words, they're like, fuck this crap. Oh, Let's get out of the shadow of all the other series, the series has become more of an ensemble piece, which is fantastic. I'm on episode four. I haven't seen this week's episode yet, but just this wait. shit just knocked it out of the park. I mean, it's like the best elements of like Deep Space Nine in that there's a huge ensemble cast. It really melds with the um, with the Sunday shows are running today. I can't say enough of it. It's the best of Trek. All right. Well, very nice. You fucking Trekkie nerd. So I got a quick one. Like I tried to watch um, Britannia, and it wasn't quite what I thought it was. It's got I don't remember the guy's name. He's the governor in fucking Walking Dead, and he's a very good actor, and has a bunch of other like pretty good actors in it too. But it wasn't like as historically. Even like, worse. Yeah. So he's good in it, but the premise is more like it's got like more supernatural, like magical druid druidic stuff to it, which is like fine. Like I'm not against it. It's just not what I thought the show was going to be about. <laughs> So I'd watched like two or three episodes and when, when that stuff started becoming like more and more prevalent, I was like, eh, it's not really, I'm not really feeling like maybe I'll come back to it, like whatever, but like it was recently on. So, and if you allow me, I'll segue that into, because it was on either right before, or right after Lovecraft country, which also just ended about a week or two ago, a couple weeks ago, pretty recently. And Lovecraft country was fucking sweet. I did like it quite a bit. I think did a really good job, like addressing some social issues and like, doing some Lovecraft stuff really like not even like necessarily Lovecraft stuff per se just like XP's and stuff with magic spells but again tackling social issues from the 1940s and 50s so yeah I think it was really well done yeah and I think you also watched it Sivo so got anything to add I, I did just really great uh different types of horror uh, like different genres of horror like done really well every episode which is really impressive in tying a story together and doing something different every episode with it that said, like speaking of darker things, uh, Dark Season 3 came out over the summer, and I love this show. I've been telling everybody to, to watch it. I know, and I know. Nobody does, but it's freaking great. And they ended it in a perfectly complex way. The show is very, like, maybe the most complex show I've ever seen in terms of, like, <laughs> the way that they layer, uh, like, time travel on top of, like, all kinds of other 
other stuff. And it's just really good. Uh, I highly suggest it starting with season one. It's a German show on Netflix. I think it was the first international show that Netflix ever did, like as a Netflix yeah, original. Yeah, yeah. And it was solid. Check it out. Uh, just so you know, there's a running gag that uh, Stephen recommends something. The more you recommend none of us watch it until someone else recommends it. it, and they're like, "Oh, Dark was great." You're like, "I told you about Dark." Ago. I'm like, yeah, but yeah. And then once all that's done, I come up with it after everything. Yeah. <laughs> two years later, Chris is like, "Have you guys seen Dark?" Yeah. It's basically a long-term troll, and then uh, in both ways. But so 2023, I'm going to bring up Dark. Yeah, I'm waiting for it. I did start watching Dark, Steve. All the first season when you recommend it and not that again not that i didn't like it i was like all right it's cool enough like i'll come back to it and just didn't have the time to it but not that it put me off not that i thought i thought it sucked or was bad or anything like that it is on my uh queue to get to eventually but Fair other right. things are going to take precedence all right i think, think i'm a, yeah i'm gonna talk enthusiastically about the only show i watch nowadays taskmaster it's a british <laughs> show They've uploaded a bunch of them on YouTube on their official channel. So you get to watch the entire, they have one through seven. They're on their 10th series. Now, Greg Davies, Alex Horn. I think it's one of the best shows I've ever seen. The humor is perfect. Uh, I love my uh, uh, British comedies. Uh, It is absurd. And I also want to say that I started branching out into the international one. So I've been watching Taskmaster New Zealand, which I think they just introduced, (laughs) but they're also putting, no, because uh, great Davies and Alex Horn have a special dynamic there of a sub Dom uh, weird thing, but uh, they can't quite capture the chemistry that's there, but it's still uh, a quality product. And uh, in the new series of uh, the British one, Johnny Vegas and, uh, from the IT crowd, uh, Jen, uh, she's on there as well. And it's, it's, it's holding up to form. And, uh, I do believe you're tasking us with yes, watching that, Series yes, 5 yes, for yes. next week. So We are going to be covering a little bit of Taskmaster itself yeah. uh, 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 via the meta uh, sort of uh, angle. Unlike Steven, I have uh, co-opted our podcast to force people to watch shows I want them to, where he could fully <laughs> be like, hey, let's do a review of Dark Just Season 1. one. Uh, but he never does. I have yeah. to... Uh, so yeah all right well I got, I got one more for you i was saving this one for tv i think it is the best thing on tv at least that i've been watching for now fargo the new season of fargo has been absolutely incredible fucking noah hawley is one of my heroes creator create or wise like he's show running it he writes a lot of it he, he also get you know he writes it with other people like here and there and gets different directors but my god the story they're telling and the acting as well chris rock is in it fucking timmy timothy oliphant I'm sorry, Julie something she was in. I'm thinking of ending things. She's incredible in it as well. It's just the show for me, everything comes together. It's motherfucking fantastic and riveting and tense the entire time. I love it. There's like three, maybe two episodes left. And yeah, I make time for Fargo because it is that good. And it's my, uh, the best thing I think on TV for now, uh, recently in the past. Like You got me on the Fargo season four train. I haven't watched it. I only watched the first season. And yeah, you're right. The season is great. Uh, Chris, did you have another one? I'm just going to do, I've got a lot for music, so I'm just going to do a quick rundown. I think I mentioned Picard last time to finish up the Trek stuff. Basically, Beth and I just got done watching uh, Sabrina Part 3, which is good. It's got, which goes some places. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Which? Part 4 is coming out and then it's over, by the way. Mm. Yeah, I know. But speaking of things that Chris was late to the game on, 
Beth and I just started watching Community, and it hey. is fantastic. It is. Bye. Does Dan Hoffman? Yeah. Just kidding. Yeah, Community so, is good. Like, yo, we, so to be fair, no, seriously, we did rewatches last time. Like, shit that, like, maybe not new per se, but ha- haven't seen in a while. Or, for example, you haven't gotten to yet. I just did Mike Tyson's Mysteries. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, that's... Uh, yeah, but, like, I have mean, a whole list of, uh, of finally watched. Yeah. Well, anyway, so, Chris, since you mentioned some music stuff, why don't you tell us about uh, what music shit you've been checking out? Okay, um, so lately, uh, the uh, coming on board late things once again. Beth and I have been listening to a lot of Billie Eilish. Her new single, <laughs> Billie Eilish. Uh-huh. Uh, her new single just dropped actually last night. Therefore, I am. Uh, her brother Finian, her co co writes the music with her and is the producer. And as he himself has won a, a producer award, and I like, I'm like reevaluating everything I do now. Because like he's just like, hey, we wanted this snare drum. We wanted a different snare. So, you know, Billy and I went to the bathroom and just lit matches until we got the right one. I'm like, fuck. He's brilliant. And the other thing I want to bring about Billy is like she just turned 18. And the fucking people are just I mean, like, she's been they've been fat shaming her, which yeah. is a lot of Everyone's bullshit. Everyone's an asshole. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, because I'm hey, fucking yeah, people sick are gross. of this. I'm fucking sick of this goddamn industry. And she came out with a really good response, like the video for it's called not my responsibility, but if somebody has always struggled as this weight, you know, fat guys through history were always like the comic reliever. So, you know, and I would have loved somebody like Billie Eilish to be like, not my responsibilities, assholes. Um, So props to her and her brother. You are certainly not the comic relief of this podcast. (laughs) Fucking say that. Well, well no, I have my moments. But she also, um, so, to be fair, Chris, so real quick, since you mentioned her about a month ago or less, she also dropped the title song for the new Bond film, No Time to Die, which is also an amazing song and sweet video. So, yeah. Yeah. And she her. wrote that, her and Phineas co-wrote that and they went to England and uh, Johnny Mara from the Smiths plays guitar on it. Yep, yep. And um, Hans Zimmer did the orchestrations from it. Uh, two quick other things. I've been listening to the new album by Crumbin called Mordecai and it's... any great out any great group and they're one of my favorites um this is nothing like their other albums laura does a lot of singing on it uh dj who's probably one of my favorite drummers very steady minimalistic he's really uh expands a bit on it and um yeah some standout tracks time you and i pelota and so we won't forget and the last thing that i that's new on the on the mix i mean aside from all the synth wave that i've been still listening to i'm with you on that is Yasmin Hemda, Hemden. Uh, she's uh, from Beirut, Lebanon. She lives in um, Paris now, a uh, Lebanese singer. She came on our radar a while ago. Um, she was featured in Jim Jarmusch's uh, Only Lovers Left Alive. Nice. Beth and I just, Beth, we, we started listening, you know, started deciding like after all these years to pick up her records. Um, she's quite excellent. Cool. So Yasmin Hemden. So I right think I did that right. <laughs> Well, if uh, we're talking about music for a second, Ready? Yep. I've been getting into mashups quite a bit lately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forced all of you to listen. Uh, the guy, I think it's Bill McClintock, I believe That's is the name of him. Yeah. Uh, he does a, uh, but uh, uh, Shout and Ace of Spades is uh, my favorite one. Uh, should you? <laughs> it's a oh, yeah. mashup. Entertaining mashup, yes. But yeah, I think mashups, the concept of them is very appealing to me because I feel that it's very much modern it's sense of music, really. Yeah, uh, taking everything that's been developed before and shoving it together in new, uh, interesting ways. So, so I decided to only do TV this time because I have so much of it. So let me crush like three or four real quick of like 
Do a lightning June round through August stuff that uh, I have floating around. Uh, Doom Patrol season two came out. Oh shit! It was did. quite good, but cut short. So I'm looking forward to season three or whatever they're going to have happen. Uh, Umbrella Academy season two on Netflix was, I think, better than the first season, and I like the first season quite a bit. Uh, it kind of. Uh, I'll mention another one. The boys also came out with their season two. I like Umbrella Academy a little bit better, but a lot of people prefer the boys. I think they're both pretty solid, like set satirical looks at superheroes and things like that. Um, and then the other one that I wanted to mention was agents of shield. The final season came out and it was actually pretty good. I think it was better than the previous couple of seasons. They just did a whole, like we're going to go through and do a uh, satire of like every decade since the world war two. And some of them, like there was a, I want to say eighties that the eighties episode was like, very violent and kind of awesome. Uh, so that's a standout for me. I hear you. Um, so so that, was a, that was a few of them so real what, quick there. What season, oh, and, and, wait, sorry, sorry. My question to you was, that was the last season of Agents. What number season was that? Seven. Okay. Did Ward come back? No, I wish. Because <laughs> he, he was my, my favorite, favorite character. character. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so, favorite. Favorite. So, so saying Agents is finally done after like 20 years or whatever of seven yeah. seasons. <laughs> and the other one... Um, that I saw like kind of on the cusp of that was there was this show called woke that came out. I think it was Netflix. It might've been Hulu. It was Netflix or Hulu with, um, Lamar Morris, who was Winston from new girl. If anybody watched new girl and then a bunch of other like good cast, mostly the ones that, you know, playing, you know, like pencils and like garbage cans and shit, which was pretty interesting. Um, it's a cool take on like, uh, it's just a black guy who realizes like who is trying to like he's kind of like go along get along type of guy and then um realizes that he's getting like black people are getting fucked over it's like it's a it's a show for our age for sure um yeah, yeah. i heard about i heard the premise and, yes. and definitely it is a quick but decent watch and i hope they come back with season two all right very nice is that all your tv uh bonus like lightning round shit cool for now zivo yeah, all, I mean, I, I've got like wanted to cover. four more shows, but right. those were well, the ones that I wanted to go through quickly. The if we have time, like, we'll get to them. So you guys want to move on to like film or, or, or anything? Like aside from the stuff we've been reviewing, does anyone have, I have a few things, but I'll open up. Does anyone have anything from that era? I, mean, I don't watch it unless steps. we're forced to watch it for our podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say most of my stuff's music. So if you just want to kind of spin it around and keep mixing it up, I've got more things to come back to. Well, I got a, I got a few things. So, for Halloween, because it was only a couple weeks ago, I decided this year, I was like, I'm not going to do like ironic, like, oh, it's so bad, it's good. Like, I just want to watch some good shit and, or shit that I haven't seen. So I had happened to have DVR'd Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark from last year, from 2019. And actually, it was surprisingly fucking solid. Like, I think it was really well done. It kept to the spirit, like, even like the a sort of artistic style, like the monsters look kind of like from the, uh, you know, the original artwork that was in the books. And I thought it was really well done and they even set it up for a sequel. So like, yeah, I was really presently like entertained by it and it wasn't like shit. It wasn't like they mishandled it. I thought they did a good job with it and it's kind of worth a watch. And the only other thing is that I happened, or sorry, two, two quick things, both rewatches. I've never seen 1978 Body Snatchers all the way through. That also was on around Halloween. So I just killed that, like crushed that. It was good. Sure. Like I enjoyed it, but I just never seen it from start to finish. And finally, Chris, this one, maybe just for you and me. 
the fucking remake of um or the 2011 reboot of uh the thing was on the other day too with mary elizabeth winsett who's very good like i forgot that was her in that movie so like it's still all right i mean you might as well watch the original thing like it's better than it sure but they tried to do a prequel like do, you know explaining like what happened in the uh, norwegian um uh outpost leading into it so like whatever it was on and it was okay but that was sort of my halloween like stuff that i did in terms of film but you're right otherwise every other film we've either already covered it or we're about to cover on the podcast so all right so yeah back to you I was going to say there's since you're on Halloween there's one thing I wanted to bring up. They look uh it's a it's a film from several years ago. Uh, it's called They Look Like Humans. It's an outstanding film. It's not is what you think it is. Is it, a, is it a, a domestic uh production, Chris? Oh, it's a it's a low budget film. Um it's an independent film. I think it's from 2015. It's on Amazon Prime. It's worth a watch. I don't really want to say much about it, but it's probably one of the better films I've seen horror movie wise. All right, cool. Anyone else have anything for that? Well, yeah. I guess let me let me go back to like so some really good TV like things that I really wanted to mention. Um, I haven't said anything about this yet, but Shit's Creek uh, season six, the final season, was terrific. If you like Shit's Creek at all, it's awesome. If you haven't seen any of it, go check it out. Uh, the last season was really good and a really good send off for them. I, um, I thought you had mentioned like all the shit. Mandalorian season two has been pretty good yeah. so far. If anybody's interested in that kind of Star Wars stuff, um, there's only been two episodes, but I know you're not, Ian. <laughs> uh, Blackish Season 7 so far has been also very good. Uh, yeah, we well. talked about this the other day, Chris. I think you and I are the only ones that are watching of this crew so far. Um, Again, I want it was, to. It's on my list to do, but I just... There's, there's a lot there. I, I understand. There's like 170 episodes to get through. Uh, and the last thing of stuff that's happening now that I want to talk about is uh, everyone should watch uh, the Queen's Gambit on Netflix. It is did it just drop? very good. I saw about and that. Ian, yeah, well, it was it, they dropped everything at once. But like Ian, okay. you would love this movie specifically. Um, it's just a really good movie. I've heard good things. Yeah, and it are a really good show, and it's it, it's a mini series, so it's one and done. You know, eight episodes or whatever, seven episodes, I think actually. Yeah. Uh, so check it out for sure. It's very good. Me and me and my roommate Lou watched it, and it, it was well worth the watch. Better than I thought it was going to be. Very nice. All right. Um, so if you don't mind, I'm going to move. I got a couple of video games, of course, because that's the thing. The reason I don't watch a lot of other stuff that you recommended is because I'm playing fucking video games, obviously, instead of that. I understand. So I got a few things. And actually, so this one's a crossover to you, you and me, Steve-O. Just before Halloween, Doom Eternal's DLC dropped. So we picked that up and like blew through it in like a couple of days. And it's fucking hardcore, like difficult, but like sort of in the best way. It's more Doom. I mean, if you like what ha- you know what you got from doom 16 and doom eternal it's more of that it's just like hey did you forget how to ride a bike oh fuck you why don't you fly f16 instead because like <laughs> they just throw all this shit at you like from the board go but yeah it was a great romp to go through it was pretty sweet and it's only part one so technically it's gonna be you know this but i would say it's about what i don't know three four hours or so of content and probably then part two will be maybe about the same Depending how yes, depending on how long it takes you to get certainly through. Certainly more for me. I've been I've been slowly trying to slog my way through it, but it's awesome. Sure, sure, certainly. So that's a crossover to you and me. I got one for me and E is uh, Cloudpunk. So I'm gonna talk more about it almost certainly on games of the year or at least uh, games lists when we get to it. But yeah, it was a port, a PC port from April that they ported to consoles in mid October. 
and I wasn't going to pick it up at first, but something happened. I just ended up picking it up. I was like, I heard about it. It was supposed to be cool. And I got quite into it. It is a very awesome game with a lot of cool themes and good voice acting, good characterization, and also sort of zen-like relaxing. Like, you're not doing much. You're just a sort of, you're basically an Uber taxi driver, like, in a futuristic corporate city. But that is very relaxing. And there's a great story that's stapled onto it that, if you follow through, is rewarding. The side characters are actually the best part about that. Uh, uh, there's uh, two robot, or android in a sense, uh, rebels or gang members, but what they do is urban renewal because that's the best way to stick it to the man, yeah. uh, take corporate owned uh, uh, land and make a park on it. And I fully support. Yeah, it's very clever and very well written and has a lot of deep themes to it. So very enjoyable. I'm glad I, I'm glad I checked it out. And uh, one of the, la- the last thing I've got is um, I just finally got my hands on Watch Dogs Legion. I was waiting for it. There was a kerfuffle with it getting delivered to me, but I finally got it. And if you ever wanted to role play through a fucking like grad student uh, Guy Ritchie film, like basically a film student making a Guy Ritchie film or trying to, this is the game for you. It's so motherfucking British. And I was telling you, like, if you're a fan of Britishisms, it's that. Like, I actually have a character who looks just like Colin Farrell, almost like the guy from uh, his character from Gentleman. And like, you're just recruiting. There's no main character. You recruit any random British citizen on the street and do, you know, do a mission, do some hacks, do this and that. And it's very highly entertaining. It's, again, a, a fucking romp love. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's, it's great if you're into it. I think it's the best in the series so far, and I've been having a ball with it. So, I'll go over the video games for a second. Played Medieval. Played Legends of Amalur. Re-Reckoning. Mm-hmm. Not, I have nothing to say about either of them. <laughs> uh, you played them. I, I did play them. Uh, yeah. However, I've been playing Spider-Man for the PS4 recently. I finally got around to that. And guess what? It's uh, prescient because you're, uh, there's a play going around in New York City. New York City's in a lockdown. R- rioters are yeah, roaming the streets. Uh, and uh, giant octopus men are attacking uh, skyscrapers, all of which is occurring right now. Uh, but I'm actually, actually excited to get uh, Mile, the Miles game. Yeah. So. Uh, I, and that's probably why I wanted to get around to it because I heard Miles Morales' uh, game is pretty it's good. Very good buzz, and I very much enjoyed playing the PS4. It's, it's, it is tragedy porn. Like there is nothing but tr- like terrible things happening to everyone in this world. But you know what? It's I, fucking I, Spider-Man. I yeah. <laughs> I, I actually think it's perhaps the best Always Spider-Man happy. work outside of the comics I've ever seen. I mean, I, uh, I, I would outside of this. into the Spider-Verse. Oh yeah. Sure. I might agree. Actually, here's the thing is I, I felt uh, uh, I had to place my heart for uh, Dr. Octavius. Um, I, I really, uh, I emotionally connected with his character. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, like that, that's why it may, may go above that because I actually really loved his downfall. Hope to have one like that someday as well. <laughs> sure. you're, you're aspiring to have that same arc, uh, mm-hmm. it seems. So, yeah, so that's basically, I mean, I've played a few more, but those are the ones I want to talk about. Does anyone else have any uh, games or anything before we move on to the next? So, uh, who do you got? So yeah. I've got a, a finally watched part that like was the things that in while in quarantine i finally got around to these shows right so i'm gonna go through these very quickly maybe say like one thing about each one of them but orphan black very good show got a little full of itself sometimes i thought it could have been better but it was also at the same time overall Uh, i I was glad that it was recommended to me by so many people and i finally watched it beep fucking hilarious terrifying uh exactly what happened in the last four years um uh, so may i say a quote about that, that quickly? Was quite good steven may i interrupt you yes. 
Uh, there's a sure. quote I love about uh, Veep that uh, Republicans think they're in House of Cards. The Democrats think they're in the West Wing. Everyone's in Veep. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely accurate. Hannibal, fucking amazing show. We already talked about it. We did an episode about this. I finally got around to watching it. Partly on your suggestion, Ian, so thank you. Yeah. Uh, speaking of The Wire, I forget what his name is. The guy that created The Wire, uh, one of the guys that created The Wire, also did this show called The Deuce, which is very, very good. What's that on? Like what it was on HBO, and you can get it on, on, on demand on HBO. It's three seasons. It's fucking nearly as good as The Wire. Nice. So definitely check it out. Uh, a, a show that I recommended to all you guys and was met with like varying degrees of excitement about, Gary's Demons. Uh, oh, shit, I did watch I actually really enjoyed this show, but it might have been because I was pretty drunk when I saw it. <laughs> Who knows? Here's the thing, Steve. I'm cooking. Sorry. You did recommend to me. I was like, fine. This is a while ago. Like, all right, I'll watch it. And like, the thing is, I forgot about it. So I have like, it's not bad, but nor is it like amazing. I literally forgot about it until you said it right now on air. So it was okay. Now that I think about it's it. very, it's very crushable. I think it's like 15 episodes, but they're like 11 minutes long each. And it's, I thought it was hilarious. Your mileage may vary, obviously. That's okay. Um, Into the Badlands is another one. I finally watched this show. And I, I, when I got to the end of it, I was so upset that it got cut off early because it's just, the best um, choreography, fight choreography you're going to see in North America on anything. Uh, Pretty sick. You know, yeah, it's, it's fight choreography you would expect to see coming out of uh, China or, or Japan or, or out of Asia. You know, like yeah. it's very, very good. Attack on Titan, I finally caught up with. I had only seen the first season. I finally caught up and with the rest of it show. because That's it's anime. coming back. I know. Fuck you. You preempted me, but I had that. I'm like, and, well, I have, I have upcoming shows too, yes. sure. But, uh, but, and the last one, I have made the incredibly horrible decision. I realized that I have never actually seen any Star Trek show all the way through. So Yay. I decided I'm going to watch all of Star Trek, except Jocko for the, the wall series. Spell. I can't deal with watching all that. So I'm starting with The Next Generation. And so I'm watching that now. And I'm going to watch all like 500 episodes yeah. or whatever. I mean, noble effort. It's a good show. Enterprise. TNG is my favorite yeah. one. Yeah. Right, I mean, it's good. It's good. The first season is not very good. <laughs> well, they, that's, that's what they call. That's what they call it. Growing the beard. TNG is one of the worst things. It's, yeah, it's yeah. It, the first season of TNG is just god awful. It's. And, I feel like if I can get through this, and all the rest of Star Trek is going to be a, a breeze. Good, so. Yeah. Until Riker, without question, literally without until question. Riker grows the beard because of the trope, like then then you know it's good. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Do you know why that happened? I found out why that happened. Actually, I, I was looking up stuff about Star Trek, and like he came in, he was too lazy to shave. He came back from the break between the first and second season, and yeah. whoever the showrunner was like. Or, or no, Roddenberry, I think, was like, uh, hey, that's nautical. You're going to keep that beard. We're going to fucking go in. Like, everything everything changed. <laughs> she had those sideburns maddingly. Yeah. But uh, anyway, Chris, you haven't spoken in a while. What do you got on your list? Okay, because, uh, Scott, I hope I didn't see your thunder. But um, uh, Ian turned me uh, turned us onto a show called Todd in the Shadows. Yeah, we definitely got to give him credit on that, for sure. Yeah, Ian, I've watched all 80 episodes of One Hit Wonderland. I'm working through the rest of his stuff um there's a lot of stuff i didn't learn about didn't know like lips incorporated lips inc lip sync oh my god like there, <laughs> there it is like 40 some odd years of me listening to lip sync <laughs> i never got the joke um he's been very inspiring um all the back stuff it's i have learned that in a lot of ways musically i've limited myself when i didn't need to limit myself because i was trying to fit myself into certain boxes your poser I didn't need sure. to do that 
What I the other thing that Beth and I have been watching on YouTube is uh, Ryan George does this thing pitch meeting, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's um, amusing, for sure. Yeah, yeah I, I love it. Um, but getting back to music, what I what I've been doing uh, back in when the pandemic began, uh, Keeper from Magic Sword would do these Friday night uh, DJ sets, sets. Yep. and if you saw some of it, I'd be sitting here like recording it while we're doing the podcast and he got me into a lot of um, actually international disco. Um, and then um, Crumbin did a, 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 um, a DJ set too. And so I've actually been listening to a lot of disco, like retro stuff, like Saron and um, even like, you know, go on. I said, right on. Okay. And, you know, I've been listening to a lot of early stuff like, you know, and hot blood and soul dracula i don't know if you ever heard that the taiwan i think there's a taiwanese artist named don who actually i like his version better um one of the things i there's a a song that keeper would always rotate called uh la roulette by zakir turns out zakir is one of the groups in a collective called um oh shit where'd it go um good name yeah yeah, yeah, i'm gonna go see oh shit tonight there's a collective there's a collective called disco halal it it's a, a record company founded by israeli uh, dj producer he's out of tel aviv uh called Moska man he's now based in right. berlin mm-hmm. and so that this whole wave of like international uh middle eastern disco coming out uh zakir uh la roulette is my favorite um, that also moved me on to some Russian disco that I'm quite fond of, which is kind of like, oh. if you know Gogol Bordello, it's kind of like that. I saw Gogol Bordello in uh, Brooklyn. Yeah, they're awesome. So imagine it in actual Russian, uh, that <laughs> kind of thing with the disco beat underneath. It's phenomenal. So I've been actually really getting into disco, and it's pretty much influenced a lot of the stuff I'm working on. And, um, you know, I, I guess I've gotten to the point in my life where I'm like, after interviewing Amanda Baki and uh, Tyler uh, Kitchens, I've realized that fuck, I'm I'm done being modest. So, shameless self promotion. I've gotten a, a Turia Key Step Thirty Two, which allows me to play. Did you build uh, it? No, 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 no. I own this. Uh, Atria makes it. Um, I do a lot of work with the software synthesizers, which allows me to play to do music um, in the living room in the bedroom while Beth's playing out in the patio. So I'm going to make this announcement right now. It's you guys might know about it, but I'm making the official announcement because if I don't, I'm going to move the release date. My first solo effort, my first solo effort, my first synthwave album called atomic suit punch is going to drop on April 20th. All right. Um, He basically uh, just, he just, you're just John Romero and yourself. Hyping it all up, so you better get the yeah. fucking shit done. Yeah, yeah, you better fucking yeah, get it done, thing man. Is I've just, I've just, yeah, I did that uh, purposely. Sweet, uh, because I've got the Cinemnambulator, which I released last year. I'm going to remaster. Um, I basically have the title track done and the cap off. Or it, there's a reprise at the end done. I've got three other pieces that I'm in the middle of doing. So this thing is going to be released on 420, 2021. Well, like <laughs> um, 30, 40 tracks. How many tracks? Million? Right now it's going to be six tracks. I'm going to yeah. try to get a seventh in there, but six tracks is going to be it. 
I got you. It's like a, um, like it's, a stretch it's goal. It's kind of goal. like taking a lot of stuff that, you know, the disco influence, a lot of stuff I've learned talking to Tyler Kitchens, who is a very good up and coming film composer who little bastards half my age and he's excellent. <laughs> uh, Amanda Baki, who's a very talented songwriter, uh, awesome. musician, composer that she's, that we've all met learned. They've inspired me a lot um, with uh, narrative timbre the show is coming back. I've got, I got sidetracked with working with uh, pinups for pit bulls and mm-hmm. uh, slackers and some other stuff. We've been doing Matsuween. Once we hit October, everything goes to the wayside. Sure. It was, yeah, it was a very busy October. So, so, so yeah, so um, that's coming saying, back. The coolest music you listen to is the shit that you've been writing. Is what you're saying here right now. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, the reason I have so much music stuff is because Billy, listening to Billie Eilish and listening to Todd in the Shadows mm. and interviewing the people that I did and getting into disco and really expanded, expanding things I hadn't thought about has really motivated me to keep I'll working, which is why which is why when I, I don't I haven't really watched much, I haven't played video I games. Yeah. Listen, we're just busting your balls, but no, certainly it's awesome that you've been you know getting your shit which, done. Which is why I brought the Aturia key step in there. Please, Aturia, please sponsor me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Good luck. But this is but this has been my saving grace. This allows me to be outside and work on music and be in the living room or be in the bedroom with Beth's playing video game. So yeah, that was my shameless self promotion. But um, this the last I, I, this sounds horrible, but like. The pandemic has never given me more time to work on music or really talk to musicians to really have somebody like Todd in the shadows analyze pop music in the way that it equals creativity. Yeah. And having my influences, Magic Sword and Crumbin introduced me to music I would not have otherwise listened to. So I appreciate everybody listening to me go off on that, but it was all interconnected. Right on. Get the album out. Yeah. So I just got one more. Since Todd in the Shadows, I have another channel I like from YouTube. It's called Invicta. And they do, it's mostly like, it's either one British guy sometimes and an, an American guy, like, um, it's all like Roman, Greek, uh, medieval, Viking history, but it's really well researched, excellently animated, and just very informative. It's about like, I would say 10, 15, 12 minutes, like, they vary, right? But within that range, I'm just very watchable and just really cool, just kick back like, oh, you want to hear about the Battle of Thermopylae? Like, here's the best, re- y'all. Here's what we've got from the actual like firsthand accounts, and here's what historians say this and that. And, like it's cool if you're into it, it's worth a watch. I would say if you like the kind of history, it's a cool channel for it. Well, I'm gonna throw out one last part. Um, uh, maybe give a self promotion too. <laughs> Do it. Um, I, I recommend Richard Wolf. He's an economist. Uh, I attempt to uh, things that I am unfamiliar with that are blind spots for me. Both music with Todd in the Shadows, history with Invictus. Here, Richard Wolff, economics, he's one of the foremost Marxist economic theorists out there. Uh, and I actually like his work quite a bit. And I like his personality, too. He has kind of that rugged Brooklyn type. Uh, <laughs> yeah. like, hey, I get it. So, um, but I'm also looking into Supreme Court cases. Hey, but I'm not going to go into that. But evidentiary standards for, uh, for computational uh, forensic linguistics. Woo. That's not pop culture, but it is important work. Woo. It is uh, because of CIS and all those uh, fucking uh, bullshit. Forensic science is I think you mean CSI. CSI. And CIS. CIS. Uh, oh, NCIS. Uh, criminal Minds. Oh, I thought he said CIS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all combined. All yeah, sure. Quincy ME from uh, the 70s. The only, the only last thing that I wanted to mention, I don't have anything uh, super personal. I've, I've only done TV shows because I had way too many of them that I've watched in the last few months. But um, upcoming... The Expanse, That's which is a show that God I think damn you. You fucking we all enjoy. You I don't know over. if you've seen it yet, Ian, but 
You screwed me over, Steve-O. No, so, a second party hasn't yet told me to watch it, so uh, I can't do I it. Uh, yeah, you're Chris part and of Scott are both telling you to watch it. Sam and Lauren have. They're the ones who told uh, me. But yeah. Yeah. The, Hold on. The Expanse, I know, I, I screwed you on The Expanse, well, I screwed you on Attack and Titan. Well, Sorry, man. I just wanted to say, like, right, so I was going to say, before you said that, I was like, anyone help anything else before you do upcoming stuff? So in my notes, I saw, if you don't mind, I'll treat you. Time is short. I'll be brief. Expanse comes back 12, 16. Get the fuck back to watching it. It's going to be my references. All. Like, anyway, but yeah, it is excellent show and it is coming back soon. All right. So yeah, what else? Sorry. Uh, did, since I did cut you off, what else were you, uh, what did you have on your uh, there's that one? And the only other one that I had written down, which I'm probably not even going to watch this season is American gods. They really screwed mm. over Orlando Jones in the off season. Yeah, and, uh, I've been hearing bad things. It about wasn't cool, man. So. Yeah. I'm sort of like, it's a sunk cost fallacy for me with American gods. I may or may not get to it. I kind of want to see like if it's a train wreck, but I just don't want to give them views and credit because of that and because of other things. Yeah. But I will say this. Uh, the other thing I had, uh, Expanse is number one on my upcoming shit to say, but Mank is coming out December 4th, which we are going to cover for sure. I've been looking forward to it so much. And finally, that we have a date. The date was confirmed like a couple weeks ago. So there's that. And I got well, actually one more for you. Speaking of somebody mentioned, or maybe I mentioned it, uh, I just I love the uh, one of the headlines of reviews for Mank was this the Citizen Kane of uh, movies, movies about Citizen Kane. It's fantastic. So yeah, very excited about it. And like I said, we're going to cover it for sure. So that's only a couple weeks from now. And then Empire of Sin, which I brought up Doom or mentioned Doom, uh, uh, December 1st, it's John and Brenda Romero's new game. That's basically like 1920s, 30s, um, Prohibition era, Mafia, uh, XCOM, sort of like isometric turn-based style, looking cool. Like So for a while, it just said like fall as a release date. So they finally have a firm date for that, December 1st, if you're interested. And uh, the, the only la- other last thing I've got is that Cyberpunk fucking 2077 got delayed again. So yeah, like, it's not coming out until 2077. It should have come out. <laughs> This weekend, like like Monday or whatever. So now it's coming out uh, December tenth. But for valid reasons, sure. And we might cover that. Oh, I thought. You, I, yes, I thought you were about to say no. It got bumped from December to March or something. No, no. no I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, we knew that. So I just wanted to mention it here on air, you know, for anyone or okay. our fans and our listeners. But they, uh, CD Projekt Red, has committed to having that date, which maybe its own separate thing, like Crunch and all that. It, we're definitely going to cover that in games you know later on but i'm just saying yeah the third delay so in theory it will come out december 10th which i am still going to get it no matter what and yeah i mean that's it for me at least and my last month note is just what else is on your guys radar so anything else you miss or e chris there's two more youtube shows i've been watching uh the basics and binging with babish and there's a show we started watching yesterday um learn how to drink or how to drink <laughs> All um, right. Which is which is fucking awesome. Okay, cool. You got anything? I on and again, off again, have a a love affair with the Great British Bake Off, and I have been inspired. So I am making a uh, truffles with pop rocks in them. Yeah, nice. Uh, I ordered my pop rocks because you can't buy them anymore. For your date. Off long <laughs> oh yeah, for my special lady friend uh-huh. and myself. So we're going to have exploding uh, uh, truffles. Well, hopefully hey. that'll be uh, an excellent uh, and memorable time, yeah. time on your date. But yeah. Very nice, boys. So yeah, anything we missed, or again, anything uh, that on your list that we didn't mention or you forgot? Yeah, so they're, they're like again, it's sort of a mishmash, like a hodgepodge of stuff. For me. But yeah, I mean that's the whole point of the, the pop culture roundup. Check out any of the things we mentioned that appeal to you, that sound cool, that we might recommend. And uh, yeah, 
thanks for joining us and we'll probably do another round i think we might start making this a semi sort of like annual thing or, or traditional yeah, thing. so steve doesn't have uh 30,000 30, things to go. So yeah, so you just have a bunch of te- television shows. You wait six months, I'm going to have 30 shows to tell you about. Yeah, I'm sure I believe you. <laughs> You'll get like 10 games to tell you about. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we used to do bonus points back in the day. I feel yeah. like this is a natural uh, lazy just, uh, branch yeah. off of that. Yeah, this is just a whole umbrella <laughs> of them. Yeah. And I also want to get one more plug out to both Amanda Baki and Tyler Kitchens, two very good composer musicians that are out there that I, I can honestly say that not just because they're friends of the show, but generally good people who put out very good music. So good people, definitely check artists. them both out. Check them out and check out our episodes with them. And yeah, we'll all tie in and check out Chris's fucking EP coming out in April of 2021. That's well. <laughs> Boom. So yeah, I think that would do it. Thank you so much for listening to us uh, recommend slash ramble at you. We have been the Lost Signals. I've been Scott Thurlow here with Dr. Professor Jonathan Ian Manzer. Hey. And Chris Morgan. Good evening. And Mr. TV, Max Headroom himself, Stephen Amosu. <laughs> but, 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 bye. Editing and engineering by Scott Thurlow. Music by Christopher Morgan. Check us out on YouTube and iTunes for the shows and on Facebook and Twitter for updates. <laughs>